1: Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, uh, as you'd imagine, Carlo. Um, And of course, I'm joined by Pete. Hey, Pete.
0: Hey, how's it going, man? It's
1: going well. And let's let's start this off right. Hell yeah.
0: Okay, Okay. I'm going to take... Don't stop recording. I'm going to take 30 seconds, run down the hall, run back with a beer. (laughs) because anything stronger is in boxes right now, but I know where the beer is, damn it.
1: (laughs) Putting the run in beer run. Okay, go for it.
0: Okay, I'm back. Chewy's oh, yeah. wondering about the beer, and if he could smell it, his interest will wane. Let's see. Yep, interest is gone.
1: <laughs> well, you're lucky. Uh, yeah. Our 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 dog uh, will lick up the beer if she spills it.
0: <laughs> ah, well, uh, I mean, if I were drinking a can of gravy, Chewy would be all over it. But as it stands,
1: what you you don't. <laughs> You don't have like a gravy stout. Come on, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you know it exists. Ugh.
1: I'm I'm sure there's something out there that's just like <laughs> the beer you eat with a fork. Is like what? <laughs> no. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Ch- Chewy got attacked today. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. He was at daycare, and there's this Weimaraner who's sort of his worst enemy that came up and just started biting him on the shoulder, mm-hmm. and. What's interesting about this is that when I first brought Chewie into this day- daycare, there was grave concern that he would attack a dog. And like w- with his jaws, that would just be murder. Right.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: right. Well, Chewie just looked at this honor, like didn't even do a damn thing. Just stared at him until somebody pulled this dog off of him.
1: <laughs> Couldn't really even get a hold of him. He's so big. <laughs> yeah, he's like.
0: I, I don't know what's happening here, but it will end, you know?
1: <laughs> Little help here, guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, him just walking around, just dragging this other dog. <laughs> it's just, like, latched on, <laughs> and, like, gnawing, like, getting tired <laughs> of gnawing on this on his, you know, shoulder or whatever. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is quite an image, I, I got to admit. It's,
0: it's alpha dog shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just like not even bothered. Nope. Uh th- that that reminds me. Um this is a this is a deep cut uh, from the from the Carlo memory album. Um apparently when um I, I got into middle school, there was like a one of these guys that they hadn't I guess they hadn't um promoted him for you know just age. Uh so he was like probably like 17 years old almost or mm-hmm. sixteen or seventeen and he was still like in sixth grade. Um and uh yeah you know, he had he had some other issues. Uh it, you know and one of the things that uh I remember is actually I don't remember this very well. My uh my dad <laughs> told me about this and I was like, oh I guess I did they do that. And, uh, so basically, uh, he came around and he was like the bully, right? So the, sure, he went around just terrorizing, like, you know, these are, you know, sixth graders, you're, you're tiny. Um, and so he comes around to me and he's like, yeah, you know what? I could kick your ass and gets up in my face. And then from what my dad tells me, I just sort of like looked him, like measured him, like looked him up and down as said, like, yeah, you're probably right and just sort of threw him off completely. <laughs> <It> just <laughs> that whole Chewy situation made made me think of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, if, if they're trying to get fear and you don't have any, you know, there you go.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just sort of resigned to the fact. Yep. You, you probably could. Yep. Can to <laughs> give you that point, buddy? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so has uh, ha- have you uh, gotten any of the um cicada uh stuff going on over there?
0: Uh no, no, I have not. And I I thought this, you know, I used to live in Missouri long ago, and that was definitely a cicada area. So I was I'm not sure what's going on. I assumed Kansas would be full of the things.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we we have um uh it, it started out in full force over here. I mean, we haven't We, we, I think we've got at least one of the broods is down in the hollow, uh, down the, down the hill from us down in, uh, there's like a stream down there. Mm -hmm. There's like a nature preserve or not a nature preserve, a nature trust or something like that. Um, and, uh, so we can hear them. It's just like this low grade hum (laughs) and it's like, oh boy, that's, that's going to get louder, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, um, a couple months back, we, we had like a, a weird, uh, mystery of like in the backyard near the bird feeders that I keep, um, you know, there was like this big patch that was all dug up and I was like, the fuck. And I started, like, I, I didn't, I couldn't figure it out and I was like, well, is it the seeds was like a raccoon or a skunk, you know, just ambling about and digging up seeds. And it's like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And I realized, Oh wait, there's a bunch of little tunnels that were dug up. I was like, Oh yeah. They were just digging up all the cicadas. I guess we had like a little visitor in the backyard. So yeah, that was a mystery. But now um, our, our, our beloved dog who will be 11 uh, this October is uh, she has been training me to take her out on the cicada buffet. I think she's going to go. She's got to go to the bathroom. No, she's um, she's putting a a snack. Oh, she is. She's going after everything. I have to like bully her. It's like, no, no, you, you asked me to come out here to pee, go, go pee. (laughs) No, this is not snack time. I'm just somewhat frustrated with
0: that, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, like like with chewy because i'm I'm essentially going for a walk with a with a small tank, I've just sort of accepted the the fact that there are there are exercise walks and there are sniff and eat walks, and that's just how it is, you know,
1: mm-hmm. I got, but you.
0: but you know your mileage may vary biz uh I think biz is a little more cooperative with you in a good way, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, she she's definitely she tries to be good. <laughs> In general, she she succeeds about eighty seven percent of the time.
0: Hey, that those are those are high numbers. That's that's a that's a solid B plus. We're getting oh. into scholarship territory.
1: Yep, yep, you know it. Smarter than she looks, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, so, what's up with you, man? Oh, you, you've been, you've been doing a move, right?
0: Yeah. So, um, I, I bought a place, I moved all of my stuff over here. Um, I've got a maid going into the old place in a desperate attempt to get my damage deposit back. And it's a two level place and I live on the top and the bottom is a rack. So. I'm slowly bringing everything up the stairs. Like every time I go up, I bring another box and hopefully by Friday, I'll have that all done. And then my wife arrives for a while, goes home, and then she comes back here with all her shit. And I start the process all over again. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want her here. I'm very excited about this, but the boxes, no. (laughs)
1: We must imagine Sisyphus smiling as he goes yeah. up the stairs,
0: <laughs> I, and I'm just like bullshit. Like third time you push that up, Sisyphus is over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like fuck this shit.
0: Yeah, it's like you must. Uh, you, we must imagine Sisyphus uh, taking Doane's pills for his back. You know,
1: <laughs> his knees gave out <laughs> an eternity ago. <laughs>
0: oh god
1: so uh uh what do you call it yeah um so i have uh oh uh, i'm imagining you know this uh and i'm pretty sure that there are our regular uh listeners know this as well but i had a tweet that went very viral
0: uh, yeah yes
1: yes you did <laughs> it's like jesus christ here i'm like trying to tweet like Important shit. Nah, that's not what makes numbers. Not at all. Talking about Miyazaki makes numbers, which nothing wrong with that. Just sort of like, Oh, okay. I guess I have to adjust my expectations.
0: And well, you know what? Uh, it, it, it's a good combination because like I've done tweets that have done numbers, uh, that were about less relevant things to the podcast. And that didn't drive any attention at all for the podcast. Whereas, like, you know, Miyazaki's in the zone, man. Well done. Like, if I had anything intelligent and funny to say about, about books, <laughs> maybe I could help.
1: I like a book. <laughs> it's a, I really
0: like to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I could just imagine, like, Beavis doing, like, a, yeah, the, the new book smell. Yeah, yeah, that's something I love. <laughs>
0: You know, I looked over and I just had like this moment of terror because I looked on my, my computer for a second, like we weren't recording and I'm just like, Oh
1: this is, shit. This is good material. What yeah. the fuck?
0: This is gold. Jerry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I just—I I think it's finally died down. I think I have my account back finally. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's good to have what you do be recognized once in a while. That's cool. It's just you know, it's uh, you you wish it could be spread out over six weeks instead of like three days of your phone vibrating like it's about to rise off the ground.
1: Yeah. Like my battery kept on draining. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is plugged in. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this should have been charged hours ago. Um No, I'm serious. Like the phone, like I pick it up and it was like, ah, hot. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Uh anyway, just putting my phone through its paces, I guess. Yep. Um But yeah, uh so uh let me see. it's not much. I mean I I read this really, um, have you ever read, uh, uh, is it, I forget if if, it's M Rickert, right? Um, the, the author, uh, have you read any of her stuff?
0: I have not. At least I don't (laughs) think so. I'm, I'm, I'm going to my buddy Google right now to see if a title jumps out at me.
1: Well, I, I think, um, I, I picked up on a recommendation from somebody over in the right good, uh, Uh, discord i picked up her collection and uh she has this retelling or like a reimagining of the persephone myth oh nice and oh my god that's possibly one of the best things i've read this year so far it is amazing it really is uh but anyway that that was like I, I'm still sort of thinking about it every once in a while. Uh, like uh, it's been a couple of, it's been almost a week now. And uh, I, my mind keeps on touching upon like a couple of things and it's like, oh yeah, that story, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that's it's very really cool. good. I mean, it, it's really good. It's, it's, uh, it's sort of tragic and, and joyful and it's got a, everything in it. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I have not been breaking new ground. So, like, I read Walter John Williams' space opera series, The Praxis, every one that's Mm -hmm. out so far in the past couple of weeks, and that's 2,000 pages. And then I read uh, the Janissaries series, uh, that's Pornell, and that was about 900. And I don't really know why I read those. (laughs) But I did.
1: (laughs) You mean... The Prexus series. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, should. I, I mean, honestly, uh, Purnell. I, I don't think I've ever, I've ever read anything of his outside of uh, the Mountain God's Eye. Yeah. Um
0: it, it's it's well done war porn is what it is. Like he's very interested in tactics and there's always there are always situations where high technology people encounter low technology people and it's like, well, what can you do? You can introduce horse collars, and horse collars allow a horse to produce more effort than a man does, and that ends slavery, like that kind of stuff. And it's like this is an interesting thought experiment. It's hard for me not to think you're full of shit. But it well, is I mean, interesting.
1: I mean, given Jerry Purnell, um, he'd be like, "Yeah, that's a great thought experiment." Really, you know, like in his other <laughs> books, it would have been like, "Oh, thanks for the horse collar," and then they place it on a human being. <laughs> <and> <laughs> you plow it now.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's definitely one of those those mixed feelings authors for for me because he's given me a lot of joy over the years, but he is. Uh, uh he's a military libertarian and I am very wary of those.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it, I think it's a good uh it's a it's a match uh with the all the military libs, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well,
1: oh, I, you know, it's it's awful that um that our military budget is so big, but you know, it's really great when we when we bomb other countries when they uh you know, they they say something nasty about us.
0: I always suspect that military libertarians want to change the age of consent by force of arms.
1: Well, um, I haven't read it, but I, I read or, or listened to a synopsis of it. Uh, was it Lucifer's hammer? Ah, uh, yes. And, That's uh, that is, I mean, if that is not a sort of exactly the type of power fantasy that, uh, as, uh, a Jerry Purnell is, sort of thinking about then I don't know what is you know
0: yeah yeah but like uh King David's spaceship is a banger and the Janissaries series is a banger for a f- particular type of uh it, if you're if you're addicted to the I, did I ever tell you about the coffee table book I wanted to make
1: I think you mentioned it which uh but refresh my memory it's something about like uh, like different types of inventions. Was it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the idea is so much fantasy and science fiction is centered around the idea that that a uh, that uh, a usually an American male ends mm-hmm. up in a place where people are in medieval times or whatever, and that person introduces soap introduces antibiotics introduces gunpowder and turns things around and the bad guys are defeated but like if you actually took somebody from the modern age and dropped them it back in time they would be fucked like mm, they could,
1: okay
0: even if they could read now they don't they couldn't read right And Mm -hmm. so so like my theory was that a coffee table book that was, that is the one you grab when the portal opens so that it shows you how to make a copper mill and it (laughs) shows you how to make gunpowder and it talks about how to set up a steam engine. And so like, at least you'd have half a chance as opposed to none.
1: Mm, True. I mean, there is always the, uh, I mean, obviously this is, this flies in the face of the fantasy uh but there is always the uh thing that you could just assimilate into the medieval culture
0: you you'd be much smarter
1: <laughs> you know i have been i've been listening to um to the the sporadic uh podcasts that uh is it dr elena Gen- i think it's janega Gen- um she has like a little medieval studies type podcast that uh, she'll sporadically put out. And one of the, the recent ones was really interesting because she's going through like the corner roles of, uh, some English countryside. Um, and just like the, the manner of death is like a little tiny story in and of itself. If you know what the context is and you know, like the hue and cry system and, uh, all that stuff, uh, which is where I learned, um, just recently, you know, the, you, you've heard this, the, the fact that, oh, the water, the reason people drank beer is because water wasn't safe to drink. You know, they didn't have sanitation. And, uh, she says, that's not true. I mean, outside of, you know, some, uh, you know, if you're, you're obviously upstream of like some, you know, you dumping sewage into the uh, stream that you're using for your water source or dead animals in the, in the water source, you know, you're probably fine to drink it. It's, probably find generally speaking, the reason that people drank beer like small beer, uh, throughout the day is something that you touched upon before, uh, in one of the episodes, which is basically you needed a constant and easily consumable, uh, source of calories because you were just basically doing backbreaking labor all day. So it's just interesting. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean anything for a beer right right
0: (laughs) yeah i mean uh, many people fantasize about what they would be in the past and i have no illusions like i would definitely be pulling a plow my eyes aren't good enough for me to be a scholar forget it
1: well you you might if you do not uh move your lips or even audibly uh uh, pronounce words while you read there might be hope for you
0: yeah i would have to like put my e eyes very close to the paper i i i think i think substitute horse is my fate
1: <laughs> i i'm sure that i would end up uh just being like the 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 mud uh people in uh monty python and the holy grail
0: oh absolutely i mean like we we'd be covered in shit i mean <laughs> statistically you know, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there we know that would, that would be lucky, but I mean, the vast majority of us would be picking lice off each other and I will not have it. I don't want that.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, I would be one of the mud harvesters. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's like, uh, I think the, even what is it? I believe the, the statistics were that, uh, if you were of Elaine, you were probably just lived in the town were sort of uh actually literally bougie um <laughs> you you probably were 3% of the population and uh anything above that which would be considered nobility of uh lesser and so on up ranks it is like a, pr- a fraction of a percentage it's not even it's just Yeah, no one is going to, like, everyone says that they're a Cleopatra in a past life, and it's like, no, no, you were, (laughs) you were, you were cleaning out something, or pushing, like, gigantic blocks somewhere, who knows.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean. That's how it is. That's how it is. But, you know, that ties in rather well, I think, uh, uh, for the sort of, like, this whole idea of, uh. The new medievalists and whatnot, because, um, you know what, Pete, I think we're going to do it. And if people haven't picked up on the title of this, uh, this episode yet, uh, we're finally going to go back. I'm going to go back to my source, which is, uh, we're going to do a Lord of the Rings month ish. It depends on what we're going to be discussing. Exactly. So I mean, you know, obviously the Hobbit goes in there because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's also almost, a great. It's it's a great read first off. <laughs> yep. And you were going to say?
0: I was going to say it's most people's entry point into the series. So I mean, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Yeah, um yeah, and and, and that may be the only entry point <laughs> for many who <laughs> then uh, couldn't get through uh, Fellowship of the Ring uh at all. Uh or or bounced off it a couple of times and gave up and then just, oh, there's movies. Forget that. Let me just watch the movies. So uh I guess what we what we're left with here, Pete, is discussing uh what what would you think is included? What what is your personal canon regarding Tolkien?
0: Okay. Well, um I would say uh <laughs> Uh, the the one I, let's talk about the one I dread first, which is
1: <laughs> uh, you know what I'm gonna say the similar right <laughs> yes
0: um, well you know
1: it's it's yeah go, go on ahead I, I I have mixed feelings about it
0: yeah well I mean I think it is um, I think it's necessary to acknowledge and disgust disgust mm-hmm. to discuss but are you
1: disgusted by it?
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it's, I mean, most it, it's, it's a book like, uh, Ulysses that many have claimed to re- read and not, not everyone has claimed to read. It actually has, but I mean, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be happy to take a stab on it. Um, then, uh, Okay, well, beyond the Lord of the Rings, uh, I, I mean, it's tough, man, because like I'd want to read Beowulf because of the tie-ins. Mm, uh, um okay. I think um, uh, beyond you know Fellowship, Return, Two Towers. I'm assuming we're we're talking about those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we'd be fools not to touch on the movies, and now I'm going to stop talking
1: yeah no i i think we're on we're on the same page about that uh honestly uh i was thinking uh hobbit the three books the movies not the hobbit movies uh, unless it's the the rank and bass one uh uh because i'm not gonna touch the the peter jackson ones i i i think i saw the first one in the theaters and it hurt my eyes
0: okay i'm i'm down for that i uh um, I, I, I think I'm kinder to them than you, but I mean, that doesn't mean I'm fond of them.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, I, I understand like after sort of like, uh, learning some of the behind the scenes stuff, I understand why certain things happened the way they did. Uh, I just, I, I, I think that the Hobbit is its own thing uh and the peter jackson adaptations uh t- are, are trying to sort of uh, copy the lord of the rings again except with a different protagonist and so it, it they're they're trying to go for that epicness without really you don't need it uh it is my i think is my point um the hobbit is pretty solid on its own uh is my opinion at least i don't know i could be wrong i mean i'm I'm willing to have someone if they've seen it and they like it i'm willing to have someone come in and tell me that i'm wrong or at least discuss why they liked it uh but yeah i i, I figured like i i think i saw the first one um and then was uh one of my buddies sort of decided that he's he, I needed to watch the other two as well and then put them on. And I was like, I sort of didn't pay that much attention to them because they're just sort of a little too frenetic. And I don't know. I could
0: see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, I think watching the Hobbit, the, the Peter Jackson Hobbit might be worth our time, but I, I don't see any reason to hit the others. Mm, Yeah.
1: I mean, um, we could, I mean, we could, if we're feeling good, uh, we're not going to touch on the unfinished tales. There's like uh, 17 bajillion of those. So (laughs) no, I think I even, I even started, I I even stopped reading the unfinished tales after like four of them.
0: Yeah. I, um, I mean, if, if anything, the, the, Tolkien's work was a springboard to other stuff for me more than something of itself with the exception mm. of the Hobbit. So, I'm happy to reread everything we've talked about. I think going to the apocrypha if you will, um, I don't think it serves our our readers well or our listeners well. I mean, if if everybody is like, you know, we we really want you to cover this particular really obscure thing, I'm down. Yeah. But
1: I mean, it's, I think it's the equivalent of, um, on the one hand, it's the equivalent of, uh, uh, of sort of deviating from Tolkien's own sort of idea. He wanted the Simrillion, uh, published. I I did not know how how much he wanted it published, uh, until recently. But, uh, the other stuff is sort of like he, I believe that there was a, a phrase that he used that is. Um, do, don't ask for the bones of the ox, uh, be satisfied with the, the soup you've been given, uh, you know, which is in in essence, you know, like all the notes and, and marginalia and all that stuff that his, uh, his son decided to, you know, sort of gather together. I believe a uh, guy, Gavriel Kay was involved in that at one time as well. Um, you know, all of that sort of is against Sort of that that one uh rule that Tolkien himself had, right? That is, you know, I, I crafted this story, I figured out what was necessary to tell this story. You don't need to see everything that went into it. You know, it's sort of like asking to see, you know, like all the doodles that he did, you know, while uh, while he was talking on the phone or something. You know, it's like it's it's the equivalent of like also reading like oh well you know what we got to read all of Tolkien's letters and you're like no I'm not sure yeah I read all
0: that I think I think there's a level at which uh you're kind of trying to reach behind the curtain and yeah, in, yeah. In, unless and- uh, unless you're a writer and you're looking for something very specific. About, about the journey of another writer. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to see how that's valuable.
1: I mean, and even then, like, I, I think it's, it's only if you're like a scholar of like specifically of Tolkien, um, because even like, I, I would argue, uh, that it's, it's perhaps useful. You can glean something from like reading about, you know, another writer's process, but, that's not your process and you may approach things from a different, completely different, uh, sort of angle that does not speak to you. I mean, it, it it might help. I don't know. You know, it's, it's good to have, uh, different tools, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's absolutely necessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true enough.
1: So, uh, let me, can we back up just a second? Because you, you'd mentioned that, uh, that Lord of the Rings was more of a springboard, um, yeah. which which sounds to me that you, you, it didn't really speak as much to you personally. Can you, can you expand on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of this is, is simply because I suck, but like <laughs> when I was reading these at the ancient age of 10, like The hobbit seemed to speak to me directly and you know, the, the, the two towers at all were, uh, um, I felt like they were a trap to make me read descriptions of leaves.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is, I believe that at 10, This would probably be uh, a correct assumption. Uh, I I don't know that it's incorrect at, you know, uh, more than that either, but, but I do believe that specifically at 10, uh, this is a, a, uh, this is a description or or a a complaint of Tolkien's style that would probably ring true to a lot of people.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I I certainly don't want to be dismissive because he is he is a hell of a writer, like that mm. that just can't be gainsaid. But uh is it gainsaid or gainsaid?
1: I I'm going to go with either one is fine. Okay. And maybe
0: maybe if I can if I can't say it right, I shouldn't say it at all, right? But uh <laughs> yeah, I, I just um as, as a, as a, a very aggressive, casual reader, uh, if the book isn't casual, it needs to give me something else. And at least at 10, it didn't give me much else.
1: Mm. Had you, so I guess, um, my next question would be, had you not read it since? I have not. Mm, okay. Okay. I'd be, I'd, I'd be sort of curious to see what, uh, what you think of it now. Um, cause I, I do believe that like, I'll, I'll be absolutely honest with you. I bounced off the fellowship of the ring at least like, let me, let me put it to you this way. So my, uh, origin story regarding Lord of the Rings was that I was visiting or I was accompanying my dad to visit like some jeweler or some watch repairman mm-hmm. that he knew in old San Juan, uh, and his son who was like a teenager, uh, I, I would say probably 16, 17, I was 10, maybe 11 at the time. Sure. And you get like a teenager telling you, oh, I see that you like these things. Cause I was like reading some of his, like he'd gotten a bunch of like, uh, Kung Fu comics like from China or or at least from Hong Kong or somewhere, you know, like from Asia. Um, and I was like looking at them and it's, they're like super detailed, but I obviously it's written in a language I can't read. So he's like, you know, I was just drawn by all the draw, drawn into it by all the, the artwork and whatnot. And, uh, he sees that and he says, you know what? Um, these might not be the best thing uh, for you right now, uh, being manga and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Aha. yeah, I'm sure that he was trying to, uh, divert my attention from like, uh, some, uh, uh, more racy stuff that shows up in manga. Uh, and he says, you know what? You should read these. And he gives me like the, uh, the, the paperbacks that had like the, um, the cream colored cover with, uh, Tolkien's, uh, watercolors on them as the artwork. Uh, so anyway, I thought that you could just start reading fellowship of the ring. It was like, that's, it's a book, right? Mm. I tried at least three times and bounced the hell off of it. Uh, and it wasn't until I was in seventh grade, like a couple of years afterwards that, uh, I was sitting in English and uh one of the newer kids had that had come to the to the school uh was reading C.S. Lewis. He was reading specifically A Horse and His Boy. And I asked him, you know, so what, what are you reading? What is that? And he's like, Oh, this is a series, and he explains, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Okay, cool. Well, bring me that book. If you're if you've already read it, could you bring me that book tomorrow? And, he, and the next day he shows up. And he gives me another book. I was like, what is this? I asked you for the other book. And he's like, no, no, start here. And he gives me the Hobbit. And I started reading the Hobbit and God damn it. I finished that fucker like at 1am in the 1am the, in the morning that night. Uh, I just ripped through that book and I finally had like, I, I realized, Oh, this is part of, this is the prequel to Lord of the Rings. And now I can start, I still bounced off of it, but then I tried it again and slowly, but surely got into it. Uh, and, uh, there's, there's another story to be told there. Have have I told you this one about uh, the fellowship of the ring specifically? No. So, I started reading Fellowship of the Ring, right? And I finally get past like the, the second chapter, which is like all this backstory and whatnot. And I start getting into it and it's summer. So it's uh, time for us to go on vacation. I take the book with me on vacation and promptly lose it. And I'd gotten right till the, you know, the, the section of the minds of Moria. So right before like the 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 second half of the book, I lose the book. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! I just started reading this and started getting into it. Now I can't find it again. So the rest of the summer, I was just like thinking to myself, oh, God damn it! I, I I want to continue to figure out what the what the rest of the story is. So when we got back, I went into the school library only had the two towers. It didn't have the fellowship. Oh, so I was like, so I was like eh, <clears throat> what could I, what, how much could I have missed? I started it on the two towers and started realizing, oh, this starts off. What What the hell's going on? <laughs> this seems to be a, maybe I did miss something. Ah, fuck it. I'm already reading this. So. <laughs> I made it all the way through and it wasn't until like a year later that i I repurchased the entire series and then read it from the, from the beginning all over again. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I missed us so much that happened in the, in the second part of the fellowship of the ring. Uh, I remember, uh, being at a friend's house, a friend who had a weird, his bedroom was like in this, the, the house that he lived in had like a tower. I shit you not, Pete, this is in Puerto Rico. It was a house that had like a, a tower on the side of it. It was like, what? Like a, like a, like a, I guess like a Spanish style type of castle tower. That's cool. Yeah. His bedroom was in there. I was like, cool, man. You get to go up this cool spiral staircase, which of course, you know, was very much, uh, very much in in line with you know what i was reading which was the fellowship of the ring and i was like god damn there's a lot of stuff that i missed i was telling my friend he's like yeah you did i don't know why you did why you skipped it it was like i wanted to get to the end man i I wanted to find out what happened it's fair yeah I, i mean that's just sort of craziness that i i just sort of like well I lost it. So I'm going to, let's just continue. Keep on going. So yeah, it's sort of funny.
0: So, um, are we going to touch on any of the games?
1: Um, we could probably, uh, I guess the one that, um, that you and I are probably both thinking of right now is, what is it? Lord of the Rings online or whatever. I've never played it. Have you ever played it?
0: No, no. But I, I figured we could bumble around in there and then bring in uh, Hegelbond to say something intelligent.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Much more intelligent uh, about the game than than us, perhaps. Right. We're uh, we're
0: like, well, that was great. And it's like, well, you see, games like this originated <laughs> in the 13th century.
1: <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> How? <laughs> yeah, I, so I don't they, follow. Yeah. They did it on, on, they, they used a uh, shadow puppetry, huh? It's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh? <laughs> How? Okay. All right. Well, so, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I let, let me think on the Cimmerillion, but I, I, I suppose it, it might be worth at least touching upon it, but not, uh, but maybe not reading it. I don't know.
0: What we could do is trick a guest into reading it and have them come on and talk about it and see if we can convincingly not have read it and have him not know.
1: <laughs> well, I, I did, I did end up getting the, uh, the, I, I, I ended up getting a, um, a version of it. That's hard cover with the oh, shit. I'm going to forget his name. It's illustrated by one of the illustrators, um, which is, really interesting to see some of the older artwork prior to the movies coming out because I, it, the funny thing about the movies is that now all the artwork is sort of trying to touch base with the movies or going off of the movies. And it's really weird. Cause, uh, like I, I definitely remember thinking to myself, wait like some of the recent discourse about like orcs they're not you know like orcs are not you know shouldn't be evil and they're black skin to denote that they're evil and you're like wait i don't remember that in the books and i looked it up and i was like no they're not i mean it's a different bad thing but it's not they're not black (laughs) they're not black skinned in the books
0: right right i mean there, there are problems that need to be observed and talked about but i i I don't think that's where he went. I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because some of the artwork prior to the movies just has is wildly imaginative, which, Oh, that's one of the things that we could probably, uh, like if we wanted to touch upon, uh, one of the, uh, books that's on the periphery, it's, it's, uh, (laughs) friend of the pod, Kurt Schiller's, one of Kurt Schiller's favorite, uh, uh, middle earth, uh, guides, which is, uh, Tolkien bestiary, which, uh, that has some amazing artwork in it. Uh, it truly does. Uh, I think
0: that's, yeah, that, that'd be a thing worth checking out and discussing. I think you actually have bought it recently, haven't you?
1: I did. Uh, uh partly because I had actually, that was one that was in my middle school library. Uh, I shit you not. I, that fucker was like checked out probably for a year by me.
0: Nice. Uh, So did you steal it from them?
1: No, no, I didn't steal it from them. (laughs) (laughs) I actually bought it. No, I, I turned it back in. I mean, come on now. I'm just being a
0: dick. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: No, it's all good. I'm just saying I I was a teacher's kid in the same school system. No, I'm not going to be pulling that shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's very fair.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out that you just reminded me that, um, one of the, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I had it checked out and I hadn't finished reading any of the Lord of the Rings yet. I was just sort of like, like, it was like a, a primer for getting ready to read Lord of the Rings for me. Uh, that, and the fact that, um, we had, I think in seventh grade I had an English, uh, like the, the math teacher that we had, was English and Mr. Jenkins, and he was a huge Tolkien nerd. And that was like one of the ways that I, that I sort of bonded with him, even though my, my grades weren't great, but at least we could talk about Tolkien, you know? Yeah.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, that was really cool. Cause he was like, I would spring like little, I didn't know, I I didn't think it was that at the time, but it's like weird little traps, like, ah, the, the ants, right, Mr. Jenkins? And like, you know, nudge him and he'd be like, and he'd be like, oh, quite, quite right, quite right. And, you know, so, you know, and then he'd go off into a spiel about like, I'm not going to do the whole English accent, Um, (laughs) but, uh, he'd go off into a spiel about like, you know, how tree beard and the ants and this and that, you know, uh, it it was great. I mean. and plus the artwork is like varied. There's a lot of really weird stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that looks like really fucking metal as fuck. It's really good. But yeah, we, we should probably, um, I mean, we, we could probably have uh, Kurt on <laughs> just to talk about the Tolkien bestiary. Oh, right on. Yeah. I, I, I suspect he'd love to do that, but I might be wrong. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think that, that, uh, that more or less covers it. I mean, uh, other, it might be a month plus, I don't know. We'll yeah. have to see.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at the same time, we're going to be prepping like as, as, uh, as Carlo can vouch on, on the back end, I'm starting to harass some authors. So we might be able to hit you with some surprises when we're, when we're all done. Like if you're not a Tolkien fan and you want a, a palate cleanser, hold on. Cause we'll have one for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you are a Tolkien fan, uh, yeah. Come on it's, in.
0: It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be great.
1: <laughs> tell your friends that there might be <laughs> Tolkien fans too. <laughs> the first taste is free, but yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, we'll end up with like weird, uh, weird ring addicts like Gollum.
0: I, you know, one of the things because I—it's funny. I'm thinking about this as like I read these when I was ten, and the vast majority of my understanding of them is through a ten-year-old lens. And one thing the ten-year-old wasn't very interested in is metaphor. <laughs> and so I'm now sitting here going like well, what metaphors were there? Like, I, I can't remember. Like, it's going to be really interesting to hit this again and see if that's even a thing. Like for all I know, he may have just played it straight.
1: Well, I mean, there is some there it's, it's, it's just that it's not. Yeah. I think that the skill is that if you see it great, if not, you can still enjoy the story, which is, you know, You can't ask much more than that. You know, you get an enhanced experience if you are a TreadCath, for instance.
0: (laughs) Fair. Well, I think, uh, I think we've done what we set out to do here, man. Is there anything you want to want to cover beyond this?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think that's more or less. We've, we've sort of, uh, talked some shit. Yeah, you know, shot the shit I should say. Uh
0: yeah, I had a beer, so I mean like check that box.
1: Yep. Uh yeah. You know, delineated the, the borders of what we'd be talking about during uh, Lord of the Rings month ish. And uh I think that's about it, man. Unless you got something up your sleeve.
0: Uh I definitely do not.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Well, I think that's about it, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening in. Uh, Tell your friends that uh, we'll be doing our Lord of the Rings month. uh, And uh, we'll catch you next time on Podside.
0: Bye, everybody.